Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top of mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a thousand of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. That means we're doing trivia today. Got my trivia questions here all set up for you. Coulter obviously does, too, because he knew that today was Wednesday. All day long, he's known this. He'll know that tomorrow is, of course, Friday. Uh, by the <laughs> way, uh, so you will get ready for that. We'll do some Desperado Wings for you. You can call in. I got some trivia questions for you uh, on some professional sports stuff. At least those are my questions, professional sports. We also will get to do a little bit of high school stuff. How about that? The Mavs, a sweep of the Great Falls Chargers last night. Uh, Charlie Kiergan had a big night last night, both at the Dish and pitching in game two of the doubleheader so we'll get there great falls high also a new volleyball coach uh for uh, the great falls high high school uh, volleyball team uh so we get into it uh that is the show today coulter sitting over there coughing up a lung very good how are you man nice to see it's you. Just you got a ner- s- it's a nervous tick it's a nervous tick you got sailboats on your shirt you got uh, i'm, I'm doing good. just fine how are you doing great uh Wanted to just mention this today. You know, we do sports around here. Okay, that's right. Yeah, it's CSPM. But first and foremost, are we not dedicated to the great state? Huh? Montana. Indeed that's what we we're are. here to do. So uh, it's worth noting, and we just thought we'd pass this along as a matter of information, but Steve Bullock, the governor of the state of Montana, uh, has passed a statewide mask mandate. Uh, it is... Uh, 
when I say statewide, it is very it's limited in its scope, even though it covers the whole state. You know, a lot of counties, including Missoula, have uh, have had uh, whitefish. I know as well, among others, have had mask mandates already in their jurisdictions in the small area. This scope obviously widens out to the statewide level, uh, but it only is triggered in counties where there are four or more active COVID cases. So presumably this mandate could start in other places and end in other places, depending on how and where uh, the, uh, the the coronavirus cases pop up. Uh, but it applies to certain indoor businesses that are open to the public. It also applies to outdoor gatherings where there are 50 or more people when distancing is not possible. Uh, and so this is it, it, even though it's statewide, it is still a limited mandate as far as it goes. But again, we've been uh, in in most of the you know cities at least uh, the, the the sort of higher populated areas in the state of Montana, I think masks have been uh, pretty well incorporated. Uh, but now it's going to be, I think, even even more stringent. I know a lot of business owners have already taken to it for their own you know establishments. That hey, you know, we're going to do uh, that in here. We here for us, you and I, we don't have masks on. We are distanced from one another. And we are also not open to the public. In fact, people who win, <laughs> but but that's actually true. Like normally we are open to the public, but we have been right. closed to the public for since we moved into this new building. Yeah, if you and do win a prize on our show, namely Wing It Wednesday later today, we'll just send it to your. House. It goes to the mail. We've been sending them out via the mail uh, for here for the trail for all of it, uh, which is why we're not sending bagels out anymore. That's an expensive and a, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, you get them stale by the time they come around to you, so we avoid that. But uh, worth, you know, certainly worth noting, 145 new cases as of uh yet today uh, in the state of Montana, which, you know, again, we've talked about this a lot. Are those actually new cases? Is it just more availability of testing? Is it more people deciding to get tested because they can now? You know, all that kind of thing. So we understand that these, you know, the numbers as such as they are, uh, are, are um, there, there's, there's influences to those. But the, the more pertinent part to me anyway, 37 people are in the hospital in the state of Montana currently, and 34 people have died from COVID-19 in the state of Montana. And so, uh, you know, anything that we can do, I think, uh, is, is worth doing. And at the end of the day, wearing a mask is not the biggest deal in the world. You know, you put the thing on, you go out, you, you know, you take care of one another, and it's, a, it's, an, it's an act of kindness and, and, and carefulness for people, it seems to me. So, so let's just do this thing. The, the, the weaponizing and political sides of this is just, it's, it gives me such a headache. Yep. And I wish we could just stop arguing about it because it doesn't matter what you think of government control or whatever the implications are of people that wear masks. I just think that, we should all just live with some caution for a few more months to see that how we can do with this thing. I mean, like the the head of the CDC said yesterday, if everybody just stays home as much as they can, like they were doing when we were essentially quarantined, and if people just wear masks when they do go out for essential outings, we can smash this thing by Labor Day. That sounds great. That's, we should all get in on that. That sounds pretty Sounds great. like something we yeah. should not yeah. argue about. Anyways, before we get into Trisha Bifford's contract, do you yeah. want to hear a, a darkly comical yet also incredibly tragic Montana story? Well, I, not really. I think it's worth telling because I think that <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, it has it has a little bit of a funny uh, personal angle, but also um, something that's probably, uh, I, I don't know, you don't want to compare tragedies, but it's a really sad day. So my brother has two young uh Children. Yes. One's three and a half before in September. The other one uh, was just born in December. Six He's months. Six months. Seven months, yeah. Right. And anybody that has kids, you know, uh, changes their life in a variety of ways, oftentimes for the best and, and oftentimes in the best ways. Um, but as you know, yes. true alone time. Hard to come by. In fact, probably impossible during that first yeah. like four or five year stretch. Yeah. That's why I stay up till three a.m. Yeah, yeah, right. For, the, <laughs> the, for those 90 alone. minutes from one yes. thirty to three. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep. So my... My brother Brooks, his his uh, beautiful wife, is in Missoula for this week because yep. her sister, who lives in Arizona, is up um, visiting. Uh, their grandparents are still alive, so they're hanging out with the grandparents and you know doing the whole thing with cousins or hanging out playing. But my brother's coming here this weekend. But uh, he's been he's got to work in in Bozeman, and as people that follow our work knows, uh, Brooks is uh, in 
my humble opinion, the best sports photographer in the entire Big Sky Conference. He is an incredibly talented guy, but he also, photography has been a hobby of his for his whole life, and so he loves just taking photos, not just of sports. So, like, their whole house is decorated in all these beautiful yes, landscape pictures that he's taking. Great, great shots. And so last night, so he, he my brother also works uh, as a specialty wine and beer salesman. One of his main territories is the Paradise Valley, so from Livingston through Gardner. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those places that are really uh, high traffic during the summer because of tourism, because of, of Yellowstone. I mean, he's basically providing the beer and wine for all the people that lead up to the gates of Yellowstone Park. Yeah. Great territory to have. He's developed a lot of good relationships, a lot of really good friends. He works in Gardner on Wednesdays. It's it's a pretty good drive, about 150 miles round trip from Bozeman to there. So he decides, don't have my family. I'm going to go camp on Tuesday night and come and take pictures of the sunset. I'm going to be all alone. Yes. No cell phone service. This is going to be the greatest night of his life. <laughs> so he goes driving. He stops at every single campground between Livingston and Gardner. Cannot find a camping spot. Doesn't exist. Every single one is full. He said that he's checked 230 camping spots. Full. All of them. So he's like, well, I'm already down here. I don't want to drive back. So he's got a couple clients down there that are become good friends. So he calls up one of his buddies and says, man, can I like camp in your yard? Like, I don't want to like... In- Pete on yeah, your night yeah. or whatever you're doing, but like I'm down here. I'd plan on camp and I had nowhere to camp. Can I come stay at your house? And okay, sure. Sounds good. So then as Brooks is pulling in, so he doesn't get the, the darkly comical is that he gets his one time alone. He doesn't actually get to go. See, that is isolated. That is just comical. Yeah, right. I didn't think it. I, I didn't think I thought we were going to get worse than that. Well, so I'm so glad so that that's, that's, where that's, we that's all. Out. That's all good. Yeah. The tragic part is this. He pulls into Gardner last night. Three of the downtown buildings have just burst into flames. The fire has been going for maybe, Brooks said, maybe 15, 20 minutes by the time he'd gotten there. And so then he goes to his buddy's house because buddy owns one of these places. Like, dude, downtown's on fire. What? What's going on? So almost the entire town of Gardner burned almost to the ground last night. Like six or seven establishments are gone and a bunch of other ones are completely decimated. You're kidding me. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, that's terrible. Like, so terrible. Like, pandemic be Does damned. Does anybody like, know what, what happened? Like, anything. What no, happened? It was like a grease fire. Something like somebody left a burner Tom, on. Did Tommy Evans show up? I, yeah, exactly, right? That's what, I, that's what I was thinking, too. But Took a walk on a walk? I know, but I mean, like, pandemic be damned. Like, some of the, one of the places that burnt to the ground has been down there since, like, the opening of Yellowstone National Park in the 1800s. Well, we're going to have to find like, out this is irreplaceable stuff, you our, know? Our dear friend... I know. I was thinking about Chase. Robert Chase, the pro- the program director over there on the trail, his uh, daughter lives in Gardner and, in fact, has a business. Now, it's a it's an ice cream truck, so hopefully it's not uh, part, of the, part, of, part of all this. But that's terrible news, Coulter. I hope that, first of all, everybody's safe. But secondly, man, Gardner's like one of the historic cities of uh, or towns of Montana and also uh, obviously the entrant, entrance and or exit to Yellowstone at that spot and uh, that is that is that is a shame man the fires they can do it was then the fire take down the uh, the one store in Condon a couple years it back? Did, yeah this is from my brother he said the buildings are most of the buildings in Gardner are 108 years old and they're made from the huge old-style timbers that buildings mm-hmm. used to be built upon. So when the fire got to the wall of the two-bit saloon, which is one of the historic places at Gardner, the entire block had no chance because it's just once it's hot enough to ignite that robust of a, basically a log, yeah, it's just going to burn. Well, the the only silver lining, I'm always looking for silver linings in this stuff, maybe when they rebuild the saloon, it can be four bits and they can double the <laughs> You know, maybe they can do that. No doubt. Sutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Okay, thank you, I guess, for the saloon. I know, I'm sorry. I just yeah. thought that that was important because it is, I mean, Gardner's a historic town yes, in Montana and right sure. at the gates of Yellowstone and Man. really well known. Before we get to Benford's contract, though, tease for the second hour, uh, we will have our ESPN roundtable this week. Mike uh, Michael Sean Dugar from The Athletic is going to join us. He covers the Seahawks for the Athletic and uh, a variety of things to talk to him about. NFL in general, the Seahawks, what's yeah. going on with them, um, this whole saga with the player that they had that got arrested. And that's been crazy. A new coach at Washington State. He's a Wazoo alum, so I'm sure he's got some thoughts on Coach Rolovich as well. Um, and then 
probably talk about the state of the world as well because Mike's a very socially conscious guy that I, th- I know he has a lot of good stuff to say as well. So uh, second hour, stay tuned for that. Michael Sean Dugar from Great. Great Athletic. Mike Dugar, our, uh, our good friend, been on with us a lot, but does it generally during the football season. So it'll be good to have him on now heading into it and see you know kind of what's going on in general with the Seahawks and then the NFL at large. Uh, he's got his finger on the pulse there uh, working for the Athletic. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com business to learn more. Coulter, Trisha Binford, uh, one of our favorites certainly, uh, is uh, the head coach of the Montana State women's basketball team. Uh, she has signed a new contract. Uh, it is a three-year extension, which is, uh, well, we've always said is the limit of what you could get. Of course, Bobby Houck signed a four-year extension. Right. So, you know, it's, uh, evidently you could get more if, uh, if, the, if the right channels are pursued. But generally speaking, the three-year is the maximum that you can do. Her new contract goes into effect on July uh, or went into effect, excuse me, on July 1st. And it increased her base salary, uh, it's not quite $10,000, $9,000, up to $165,000. Uh, and that is notable because she is uh, the only women's basketball coach in the Big Sky Conference whose base salary earning uh, is higher than the men's basketball coach. She's $1,000 past Danny Sprinkle uh, as far as that goes. Uh, she's the longest tenured head coach in women's uh, women's head coach in the Big Sky uh, Conference. It's your 16th season this upcoming season. And uh, has obviously been absolutely fantastic. Montana State had its greatest season in program history last year, uh, and she has just been a, a, a steady uh, stalwart there with Montana State for years and really has continued to, you know, she she got that program up to a certain level and a kind of point and now she's taken it even to yet another new level and so congratulations to her uh, on doing that. Uh, it It is worth noting the base salary is where you start as a coach, obviously, but there's a lot of ways to earn money and a lot of contractual ways that you earn money uh, as a coach at, at the collegiate level, Division One collegiate athletics. And when it comes to things like media, there's media responsibilities. I think there's you know, $25,000 stipend in there for her for that. I think that's $45,000 in Danny Sprinkle's contract. And so you, when you go through the money games that you can make because the revenues are bigger on the Montana or on the men's side than they are on the women's side for basketball, uh, can increase the men's basketball salary, you know, old total salary significantly more than it can the women's, uh, head coach. So ultimately, uh, you know, being the men's coach is more lucrative than it is to be the women's head coach. That said, uh, I think it's a uh, what in a day when contracts are public information, uh, you know, at state schools and particularly in professional sports where contracts are viewed less about the money and more about the respect or about what this means for you as you know, what a franchise thinks about you, that sort of thing. I think it is noteworthy that she uh, she earned that contract, certainly has earned that contract and that. I don't think uh, I, I don't think it being a thousand dollars more than the men's head coach is an accident. I think that that was a, oh, no. a choice that was made to make that a notable benchmark that she has achieved, and and a lot of recognition and respect from Leon Costello, from from Wadad Cruzado, and from the university in general to her. So congratulations to her on that. I also think it's worth noting, and and Danny Sprinkle is great on this stuff, but he tweeted out about this contract, retweeting. About the fact that the, the, that she is now making more than he is uh, at that base rate, quote, couldn't be happier for at Coach Ben. She deserves all caps everything uh, she's getting. It's absolutely awesome to work with her and her at MSU Bobcats women basketball staff. Hashtag Go Cats. So so uh, certainly Coach Sprinkle. You know, there's there's no rift there, which I guess in certain places or in certain situations maybe would be a concern or something like that, but not for him. He's excited for her, and, and uh, no question that she's earned that. No question she's earned it. She, I mean, she's multiple-time Big Sky Conference uh, Coach of the Year. She's led the Bobcats to, uh, I guess, if you, if you count this year, um, two Big Sky titles out of the last four seasons. She's coached multiple Big Sky Conference MVPs. They've won multiple uh, – they've won three regular season Big Sky – 
conference championships over yeah. the last five years. So um, they are the premier program in the league right now, I would say. I mean, them in Idaho. But I think that the way that they draw and the enthusiasm that she's created in the Bozeman community for basketball uh, from the women's perspective. And to be completely frank, the the momentum that she's stolen from the rival. I mean, mm-hmm. Trisha Binford, not only is she the longest tenured coach in the Big Sky Conference, she's the coach that I have covered the longest of any coach in my career because it's, it's very rare that you ever have coaches in place for a decade plus. This next season will be the 11th year I've covered her. Watching the evolution of the program under her was quite fascinating. When I first started covering them, they were a very guard-based, uh, dribble-drive type team, a direct reflection of how Trish Bidford was as a player. She was an all, all-time great at Boise State, played in the WNBA, played overseas in Australia for a long time, uh, herself a consummate pro and, and an outstanding player. Her teams looked like her when mm-hmm. she first started coaching, right, right. and they were pretty good. They were always competitive, but they always lacked a, a, a couple missing pieces. But she got all the other elements of the program laid down during the 2000s into the early 2010s, which starts and finishes with their academics. Montana State is a challenging academic school. Trisha Binford has done a better job of the academic side of things than I would argue any coach in the Big Sky Conference, regardless of sports, period. Montana State's women's basketball team has ranked in the top 10 in the country in both GPA and um, high-level courses that they're taking in the STEM disciplines. Top Top 10 team in the country for a decade straight. I mean, you're talking about the best students on campus a lot of times or the women's basketball players. That's an amazing accomplishment in itself. So she laid down that foundation first. Then with a variety of different changes on her staff, uh, I think that she was uh, maybe hamstrung a little bit the first half of her career because she has such great basketball acumen. She didn't have to have a definitive style because she had played for and coached under so many great coaches during her early career, both as a player and a coach, that she knew how she was comfortable with running a variety of offensive systems. It's not like with Brian Fish when he was at Montana State, how he runs this spread Dana Altman-style offense. It's not like Travis DeKear where he has so much of the high low that he got from Stu Morrill and Blaine Taylor, the guys he played with. I mean, they have definitive systems that they're comfortable with, and that's how most coaches are. Benford could run all the systems, Mm -hmm. but they could never really make their talent match up with the system they were running until all of a sudden she decided we're going to, open up the Minnesota pipeline. So we're going to start recruiting Minneapolis because we think that there's a huge, huge, huge opportunity there. They did that and they have all these Minneapolis area, North Dakota area girls on their team that are familiar with playing with each other that come to Montana State. Then they tap into the Spokane pipeline. They get that that Spokane Sandpipers AAU program that John Stockton helped coach and they get a variety of girls from there. Lindsey Stockton, Hannah Cottle, you know, and, and the pipeline runs deep. And then they matched it all up. And when she started running, they went back to a system that was almost utterly based on skill and skill development. Then they started rolling. And, I mean, I know that there's people out there that that don't like women's basketball or they have bad things to say about women's basketball. If you watch Montana State play the last several years, it is a thing of beauty. I mean, they are a well-oiled machine. If you like offense, you like ball movement, <laughs> like it's good. I mean, right. the way they pass, the way that they move without the ball, I mean, it, it's it's great basketball. I mean, it is exceptional basketball, and she deserves a ton of credit for that. And so this, I think, is affirmation of that. She has managed every element of the women's basketball program at Montana State to turn them into elite. And I think that I don't know if anybody ever thought that could happen when Robin Selva was the head of the Lady Grizz. And now here we are. Now Benford has a chance to be kind of like the next Selvig, right? I mean, she's been at Montana State now for 16 years. She's got it rolling. They have all these intrinsic advantages. Just 22 more seasons. Yeah, right. Reel them in. <laughs> yeah, just 600 more wins. <laughs> but, but I mean, either way, though, I, I think it's a, it's been really fun to watch. And I... I, I uh, I think that Coach Benford deserves a ton of credit because I think she's an amazing asset to the Big Sky Conference. Uh, Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. You're absolutely right. It is also going to be very interesting to me to see how this season goes because she, it was not just the best team in program history, but it was, I mean, it was as senior laden as you see at, at anywhere in college basketball. What what is graduated? What just graduated uh, from Montana State? And even though they return, what is I think to both of us the best point guard in the conference in Darian White and Cola Big Bear, who 
was coming off an injury and really was starting to work into it. You can see the talent that she is. So there's there's players on the team oh, yeah. still. Uh, but it is they had something special and unique last season that you can't just recreate. Everybody talks about, hey, let's reload. Okay, we graduate whoever we graduate. Now we got to come back even stronger the next year. You occasionally get a group that goes through the, that just doesn't happen. You can't just make that because if you could, everybody would. And I mean, they to, had it last yeah, season. Yeah. And it is a, of all the teams, man, in the state of Montana, really in the Big Sky Conference, that got the carpet pulled out from under them. That's the one that you feel just the worst for because it was, it was magical. What, what was going on? Hundred percent, man. Last I mean, year. the Big Sky. They were going to push the committee. They were going to suggest, highly suggest a ten seed yeah. for that team. I mean, that that would have been an awesome thing. For the league, uh, this this whole situation of watching the program grow and watching to the point where they're at right now, and you look at the momentum that's on the Montana State campus, the momentum that exists in Bozeman, and the way that those things go hand-in-hand hand with female athletes who play basketball, If I, I think this is an opportunity for Montana State. If I was Montana State, my I think my number one investment strategy over the next 10 years would be women's basketball. Mm-hmm. I would go all, all in on it. Because they, I mean, their attendance is rapidly rising. They average more than two thousand fans a game last year. You have a population that I think is both affluent and intellectual enough to really buy into women's basketball. I think that you have uh, a school that can attract the best and brightest, not only from a athletic standpoint but from an academic standpoint. I just think that you, if you went all in on it, I, I don't see any reason why they couldn't be on par with Gonzaga. Not men, but women. I mean, the Gonzaga women are perennially, you know. An eight to ten seed in the tournament. I think Montana State could for sure get there if they went all in on it. Uh, well, they, as far as Big Sky, the Big Sky Conference goes, they really have gone all well, right. in on it. The no U.S. Doubt. Department of Education analysis uh, says that, that Montana State led the Big Sky Conference in terms of their financial investment into women's basketball expenses for 2018-19, uh, just capping 1.5 million, 1.542 million dollars. They ranked sixth in revenue. Uh, in total, just basically right at 1.3 million. So they they spent about that surprised two, me two hundred and fifty thousand dollars more than they took in, and it is surprising that they're sixth in I revenue. I don't really know right? how how would you really gain more revenue than what they have. I mean, only Montana has more uh, higher attendance. Yeah, so it's, it obviously isn't an attendance based thing. It's revenue right. from from I, I don't know what it may you know if that includes boosters, if that includes whatever maybe. it might include. Yeah, I, I yeah maybe I don't know the answer to that, but um, I mean. Let's put it like this. The deficit that is being spent for women's basketball is certainly well worth it. I mean, it's not in terms of athletic departments and university dollars and cents. It's not a huge sum of money, the $240,000, $250,000. But it is also to Montana State's credit in that respect that they have chosen to spend money on that program. And they are uh, you know, they are seeing the re- the return in terms of the results on the floor. Well, absolutely. And when you, when you do invest in it and then you cultivate the student-athletes like they have, too, now you have... It, it, the dream of an athletic department is to be that external marketing unit for the university. That dream is so often not fully achieved. It's being achieved by this program. Yeah. Because then you have young ladies that graduate that then become spokesmen for your university. I mean, right. how good of an advertisement is Blair Braxton for Montana State, right? Pretty I mean, good. she's flawless as her speaking ability, the way she touts Montana State, both personally and professionally. I mean, they hired her straight off the bench. I mean, she's going from player to coach. Right now, <laughs> you know, that's that's the reputation that she's formed. But you could say that about so many of these young ladies. And I think that that's a testament to Trisha Binford, because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Right. Is is cultivating young people, giving young people the ultimate opportunities. And that's what Montana State Women's Basketball has been doing. Boys and girls, it's a Wednesday and it's time for you to get involved. 361-3688, 361-3688. We have wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. I got a couple of trivia questions for you. Give us a call right now, 361-3688. You could win yourself wings to the Desperado, the best wings in the city, and a shirt as well. So give us a shout, 361-3688. We'll do a wing it Wednesday right after this. Hey, the second annual Smoke on the Water presents Fire in the Hole. It's a nine-hole golf scramble. It's Saturday, July 25th, so a week from Saturday at the Linda Vista Golf Course. Registration begins at 1 o'clock. 
The shotgun start is at, uh, at 2 o'clock. It's going to go through the evening. There's going to be dinner uh, there after the round. Festivities going till 8 o'clock. There's going to be an after party at the Rhino. They have both a live and silent auction. It includes original artwork from Daniel James, a guided fishing trip, a pheasant hunting trip, a signed bottle of Jesse James bourbon, four rounds of golf at the Country Club. You got all kinds of stuff going on. If you would like to see the auction items, go online to cigarsonthewater.com. That's cigars on the water.com and you can check out the auction items you can also register it's 125 dollars uh tickets are available at cigars on the as well partial proceeds of this event are going to go to the western montana shrine club so you can have a great time this is a lot of fun a, a really fun event uh there's also going to be some live music throughout the afternoon out there so a fun day again it's saturday july 25th a week from this saturday uh, out at the linda vista golf course Find out everything you need to know and register at CigarsOnTheWater.com. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage and the fact that you left it i knew that you left it at my house you brought it over left it at my house and like a real jerk i said nothing to you because i was like well that's mine dude that's it you came to my house you left it in my house and i'm eating all of it we've gotten so far into this alpine touch obsession i think that i just think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with alpine touch it would be short Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices... Uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. 361-3688, you want to do a Wing It Wednesday? I got some great questions for you. NFL, MLB, NBA, I took one from each one. I like these questions. You want some wings to the Desperado? Call us right now, 361-3688, 361-3688. Best wings in the city of Missoula, and uh, I'm happy with these questions right here. So we will get into it. Dak Press, oh, go ahead. I have a question for you. Okay. What's Lyme disease? Yeah, I know why you're asking me this. Yeah, I I believe it is. Uh, what, what are they? What's your, what's your uh, uh, not not nervous system, but it's autoimmune disease. Sure. I think it's one okay. of those. Which also I have no idea what that means. So mm. those are just words that I say to try and hold place so that somebody else who actually knows what's going on answers the question. But you know, I I don't I don't know all of those things. It's like Crohn's, right? Is is a, is a some some variation. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, well, we were just talking women's basketball because we were talking about Trisha Binford and her yeah. contract extension. Yeah. And um, then I saw a Twitter alert. Um, the Players' Tribune is something that I have uh, so many mixed feelings about because I, on one hand, think it's an amazing platform and some of the best pieces of writing that I have read online in the last 10 years has been on the Players' Tribune. I think it gives athletes a platform to be open and express themselves and tell the real yeah. story. Yeah. I also think it's just such a uh, precarious situation for the future of journalism because who needs me to interview you if you can just write whatever you want yourself? Well, that's a little different deal. I, it, I, is. I don't think, it is. I don't think that's an issue. It is, but regardless, uh, today's Players', Players Tribune is uh, by probably my favorite women's basketball player, Elena Deladon, yeah. who I think is... <laughs> Just, just ridiculous. I just think that she's one of the most fun athletes in the world to to watch. I think she's uh, unbelievable. Um, but it's all about her battle with Lyme, Lyme disease. disease yeah. And the, I mean, the lead is I take sixty four pills a day, sixty four pills. Yeah, 
That's 25 for breakfast, another 20 after breakfast, 10 before dinner, and 9 before bed. She has Lyme disease. That's crazy. I don't. So, I don't really know where, how you acquire that or what it is. It seems so strange. She's such a. Uh, uh, an, uh, I mean, she's a league MVP, is she not? Uh, or was the league MVP? I think she's won two league yeah, MVPs. Yeah, amazing player. All right, uh, Coulter will come back to that. Uh, but we go now to the phones and we welcome Cal to the show for a Wing It Wednesday. Hi, Cal. How are you? Good. How's it going, gentlemen? Doing. I can actually answer your Lyme disease questions too. I'm oh, from the East oh, this Coast is great. great. We, we, need, we need help. Here. We need help. So it's uh, you get it from deer ticks. They're little tiny ticks, like probably a tenth of the size of a dog tick out here. And uh, it attacks your immune system and everything, and it never leaves you once you get it. So once you get it, you have it for life. Is it an autoimmune disease? Uh, yes. Bang! Tutel strikes again with other things that he doesn't know about answering <laughs> questions correctly. This is great. Um, well, thank you, Cal. That's helpful. We appreciate that very much. So, but you, this you, once you get it, you cannot cure it. Is that right? Well, you have it for yep. You have it for life. My older brother has it. My best friend has it. It's crazy. Wow. There are some. That's so bad. Th- there's a lot of diseases actually that you have for life that, sure. that then are somehow dormant, dormant. Yeah, dormant in your body. But they, like, disease, I think st- like strep, like the strep, yeah, bacteria, like chicken pox, right? Epstein Barr, like also known as mono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Arthritis. Okay. Said <laughs> that. Let's throw that in. Uh, Cal, <laughs> let's let's try and have some fun. Can we do that here with you today? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, go. we got three questions, my man. If you get two of them, you got yourself wings to the Desperado. If you get three, we're sending you a shirt. We'll get it all to you in the mail. Uh, so make sure you get your information to uh, to Reese there in the back. If you need help on any one of these, Coulter is your lifeline, all right? All right. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. Okay, I'm happy with this. I'm happy with my questions today because I think they're gettable, but I don't think they're just absolutely layups. And uh, I think that uh, we're gonna have some fun. So here's question number one. I got an NFL, a baseball, and a uh, uh, an NBA question for you. Question number one, Cal. Dak Prescott did not come to terms on a long-term deal with the Dallas Cowboys, okay? So the uh, signing uh, uh, deadline was today, earlier today. So all the signings that have you know that are going to happen have happened now in the NFL. It's official. He will play on the exclusive franchise tag. He's going to earn $31.4 million this season. So I don't think we need to sit here and feel bad for Dak Prescott. They didn't get a long-term deal. 31.4 is pretty good. Here's the question, though. How many, out, out, out of all the teams in the league, in total, what percentage of those teams, about what percentage, are franchising a player? And this is a, a multiple choice. Is it half the teams in the league, a third of the teams in the league, or a quarter of the teams in the league that are franchising an NFL player? I'm going to go with half. Coulter, what do you think? I would have said half as well. I actually... I'm usually really good at knowing this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I, I will fully admit that I thought it was an actually a requirement that everybody had mm. to franchise a player. Yeah, I, would, I thought every single team tagged somebody. Me too. I thought I would have said 100% of the teams. Um, it's good, Cal, that you didn't use your lifeline because he would have steered you wrong, but you steered yourself <laughs> wrong, my friend. I'm sorry. Uh, you know what happens. It is a third. That's it. 12 out of 32. It's a little over a third, but it is roughly a third of the teams in the NFL. 12 out of 32 have franchised a player for this season. Well, I bet you that the New England Patriots are the only ones that franchised a guard. An offensive guard, yes. Uh, Okay, here's question number two. Cal, Major League Baseball. The MLB season is scheduled to begin a week from tomorrow, eight days with two games, two primetime games on ESPN television. Can you name one one of the four teams that will be playing in the Major League Baseball actual opening day on, I think it's the 23rd of July. Yankees? The Yankees are, I believe, one of the teams. I didn't write them down. I researched them before, and now I'm sitting here second-guessing myself. The Yankees (laughs) would be a very reasonable guess. We'll come back to that, but we're going to give that one to you because I believe that is correct. Okay. Uh, Question number three. I want all three of these, okay, because, well, there's a clear separation. We like to tier things, put things in tiers. What three NBA teams have the shortest odds, that means the most likely, 
to win the NBA title this season according to Las Vegas numbers? What three teams? I want all three of them. Well, I mean, I still got the lifeline, so let's see what Colts thinks. It's a uh, good choice. You got uh, you got the two teams from L.A., the Lakers and the Clippers, and then you also got the Milwaukee Bucks. I think those are the only three teams with uh, plus 300 or lower odds, according to Vegas. That's exactly what I was thinking, so let's go with it. You are absolutely right. Plus 200 for the Lakers, plus 280, I believe it is now, for the Clippers, and like plus 310 or something for uh, the uh, for the Bucks. Nobody else is better than plus 800. It is those, those three teams. By the way, just to clarify here for you, Yankees-Nats game one, three, uh, 5 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, first pitch for that, followed by the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers. So you got the defending World Series champions versus the Yankees. Then you got the big California rivalry with, obviously, the Dodgers, who are probably everybody's odds-on favorite to win this uh, shortened season uh, uh, World Series. Cal, excellently done by you, my friend. You got yourself wings to the Desperado, and you should feel very, very good about yourself for having done that. Can't give your information to Reese. We'll get you set up. All right, man? All right, thank you very much, guys. You got it. Cal did. Very well done. Lakers clips bucks. That's what you need to know. Anybody else, it's a it's a surprise. The uh, most recent Sports Illustrated had uh, sort of a, a quick-hitting section about the way the pandemic or specific people that the pandemic is going to affect, just like little anecdotes or, or little things like that. Yeah. One of them was a great essay by Chris Ballard, who's one of my favorite NBA writers, all Definitely. about, all about uh, Vince Carter and just just how no one's really acknowledged how unfortunate it is that Vince Carter is one of the, the Ironmen in the history of the league, and he didn't get any sort of proper send-off because... Right. Didn't get a final game and... Like, yeah. They now they announced the NBA was canceled when there was like five minutes to go in the game that was going, but it's an NBA game, so it's not like high school where they just shut it down. Right. So they finished the game. They put Vince in. And they put him in yeah. to shoot a three, yeah. and he's like sitting here like, "Well, okay, I guess I'm going to shoot the last shot of my career right now because we hadn't really planned this." Like, Which well, he buried. We, he did. He buried it. But I mean, what an unfortunate ending. But the other uh, Tom Verducci wrote a little essay about how. Um, because of a variety of little nagging injuries, we've already been robbed of about 25 games a year over the last three years of Mike Trout. Mm. And how now, even if he stays healthy this whole year, we're getting robbed of more than 100 games of Mike Trout. And how he's already put up historic numbers. He's already, I mean, in my mind, if, he, if it ended tomorrow, he's a uh, Hall of Famer. But he's already missed what is, with this, a season, basically. Basically. Baseball, and you know? and so Verducci was just saying how unfortunate We've had this whole uh, series of events leading up to this that's already robbed us of Mike Trout. And then now when Mike Trout is literally at the age where you are in the absolute prime, it's where your your peak athleticism and your peak wisdom meet, 28 years old. I mean, I, pretty much every great baseball player had their best season when they were between 28 and 30. And it's just too bad that Mike Trout is only going to get a third of that year. It'll be so interesting to see how it affects his end game numbers because missed games is going to be a huge part of the narrative, even though his numbers are going to be out of this world when it's all said and done. You know, I think baseball has messed this up right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, I jump on the bandwagon, right? But Yankees Nats is great. You get the Yankees, who sure. are you know, the definitive, I think, AL favorites, everybody would say, against the defending yep. World Series champions. And you have the Dodgers, who are, you know, really. Pretty, pretty much the best team in baseball on paper. I mean, yes. you know, with Mookie Betts coming in. Say, yep. I get it. I mean, the Giants-Dodgers is as heated a rivalry yep. as you get. With you, you, Cubs cards in the Midwest and obviously Sox Yanks in the East. It's That's the big – that's huge, okay? I understand that. There is no way that that's the matchup that should be. It should be the Angels and Otani and Trout and right. Joe Madden as the new manager right. and – with the only game in America to reinstitute professional sports in the country, that you don't put Mike Trout this out is, there is insane. And the and the Giants stink, man. This is, they're no good. This is my biggest gripe with baseball, man. They're so bad at promoting their stars. Yeah. Imagine if Le, there was a doubleheader in the NBA and LeBron James wasn't one of those games. Oh, it'd be. It's not happening. It would be. You would watch. LeBron James would call the head of 
TNT and say, hey, my game's the one that's going on. No, I mean, no doubt. It, it's, 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 it's crazy. It is crazy. And I, I like, I understand, you know, they got the scheduling and it's the different, you know, divisions, whatever. It's, it's, this is, you put Mike Trout in a spotlight game that's the only game, not just in your sport, but in sports on the first day that it comes back. And you, and you, period. And you put, that's the and end of the story. Exactly. And you prepare a giant package oh, the whole to thing. pump him the up. Whole thing. And, you know, Mike Even if him he up, doesn't want it, it doesn't cares, matter. Who cares, dude? Mike him he, up, he Mike him up in the, all that stuff. I, uh, whatever, man. But, he can, but if you're baseball, that's what you do. Period. Uh, it drives me crazy, man. I was, I was thinking, I mean, I've been going through all my baseball cards during these last crazy months, and yep. I've been, you know, really trying to... My my eternal sports question for myself is: uh, We always talk about on the show what happened to my obsession with baseball, and I've I've come to more wholly understand what what happened to me and to baseball. But so much of it is the lack of promoting the stars, man. You know, and look, if the I would argue that like none of these guys are being promoted on the level that. Even the top twenty-five guys. I mean, there's not a star like even Manny Ramirez was never like A-list, top of the ticket. He was always a, a all-star type guy, but he's a way bigger star than anybody in baseball is right now. David Ortiz, I mean Albert Pujols, and then all the guys from the '90s: Ken Griffey Jr., Alex Rodriguez, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Frank Thomas. All these guys were such bigger stars than the, what they are now. They are, and look for Mike Trout. He doesn't want to be that, and and that's okay. Like I, I don't begrudge him that. But there are guys like Yesiel Puig was going to be that, right. and then it then he couldn't be that because it right. didn't go well on the right. field. Right. He just signed right. someplace nobody even is completely anonymous. I, I don't know why they don't go all in on some of these other guys, though, like the Acuna kid for the Braves. Like, go all in on that guy. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, so there's there's several really marketable guys. Well, Carlos Correa, why has he not become a bigger star? He has the moment. He wins the World Series, proposes to his girlfriend, and then there's just no stories or follow-ups. Like, I know there's ESPN. I'm not going to go all the way down the rabbit hole, but there's a lot of different media entities in uh, in the uh, professional sports mainstream media that um, they beat a lot of the same dead horses. Yeah, give me some stories on some of these like sweet up and coming baseball players. Do yourself a favor. Promote the sport. Favor. By the way, just so that we're clear, I want to make sure I got my numbers right on the odds. Lakers are plus two hundred. Yeah, Bucks plus two eighty. Not yeah. the Clips. The Clippers are plus 300. Okay. The next is the Celtics at plus 1,200. So right. it is precipitous after those first three before you get to, on the odd side, somebody to win the NBA Finals that isn't the L.A. teams or the Milwaukee Bucks. It's Tutel and Nuanas. We'll do another Wing It Wednesday in the second hour. Top of the hour, Mike Dugar from The Athletic. But next, a sweep by the, the Missoula Mavericks of the Great Falls Chargers and some not- Legion Baseball, and also Great Falls High has a new head volleyball coach. Next. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Boys and girls, it's 2 Waters, 9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. At Gus Tutel on your Twitter. At 1029 ESPN. At Sky MT. A lot of people getting in on the informal uh, poll question yesterday. What's the most Montana thing? They're having fun with that field day on Twitter. Good stuff. Um, it is time for our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank is offering the Summer Better sweep, Sweepstakes, you get a chance to win $5,000. That's right. It's very easy. Download the mobile money app and you, then use Zelle to send money. Use Zelle to send money. Anytime you send $5 or more with Zelle, you get a sweepstakes entry. It's just that easy. It doesn't cost anything. You're already sending the money anyway. Okay? Just use Zelle on the Farmer State Bank mobile money app. And at the end of this month, you build up all those sweepstakes entries. Somebody's going to win five grand. just that simple. Visit FarmersEbank.com 
We're going to Farmer State Bank, okay? Uh, Coulter, the Missoula Mavericks were in action last night in Missoula against Great Falls, the Great Falls Chargers in town. And it was a big night uh, for Charlie Kiergan for the uh, Mavs. He hit a big-time home run in Game 1, got the Mavs a lead. They go on to win 10-6. Dane Frazier, who's had an outstanding season for the Mavs, also had a home run in that first game, a 10-6 victory for the Mavs. Game 2, well, you got a home run. Why don't you start throwing the baseball? Kiergan takes the dish. 107 pitches he threw. 58 of them were strikes. By the way, this is courtesy of Jordan Hansen at the Missoulian. Uh Pitched five and a third innings. I believe there's seven inning ball games in the doubleheader. Scheduled seven innings. And the Mavs went on to win that one 9-1. So a strong night for the Mavs last night. They are on the road in Coeur d'Alene uh, tonight. So they had to get on uh, get on over the hill uh, this uh, afternoon, this evening. Pretty good day for a drive over to Coeur d'Alene, seems to me. So the Mavs will uh, take on Coeur d'Alene tonight. Also, press release out of the Great Falls Public Schools, Taylor Parker is going to be hired as the next volleyball coach for the Bison. Uh, it's pending school board approval. She was a three-sport athlete at Bozeman High School, but then played collegiately volleyball and basketball. Are you ready? Air Force Academy. Mm-hmm. How yep. about that? And she has been a... Uh, uh, yeah, I, rem- a- I remember Taylor uh, covering her when she was uh, in high school, or I guess reading the archives and then following up with her, because I was at the Chronicle when she yep. was at Air Force, and so we did kind of a where are you now thing on her. But yeah, great athlete and uh, good for her. But she has been the JV volleyball coach and an assistant volleyball coach for CMR for the last four seasons. And so now she is uh, going uh, going across town and going to be the head coach uh, for for Great Falls High. So yeah, I wonder if she made her way to Great Falls because of the Air Force Base. Maybe, yeah. It's a good thought. I don't know. Uh, one more piece of um, prep news. I guess it's not prep at the moment, but related to Montana preps. Yes. Um, we had Allison Lawrence on the show, uh, University of Montana volleyball coach, a couple, couple weeks back, and we, yep. were, we were talking about uh, in-state volleyball talent. Mm-hmm. And one gal that we went back and forth on is Taylor Mims. Anybody that remembers Taylor Mims absolutely remembers Taylor Mims. Taylor Mims is one of the greatest athletes to come out of Montana in the 21st century. I mean, she she was multiple-time Gatorade Player of the Year, went to Washington State, and is one of the all-time greatest Washington State athletes now, in any sport. Can I just clarify? Yeah. If you remember Taylor Mims, you do remember Taylor Mims? That's right. Okay. You Thank you. Unforgettable. It's a little uh, she, She's an awesome, awesome, awesome player. And, uh, I mean, she was a multiple-time All-American but she was just named one of the 20 greatest athletes uh, since 2000 at Washington State, period. Clay wow. Thompson topped the list, but Taylor Mims, uh, and she absolutely deserved it. I mean, she was a two-time All-American, and she has been Amazing. I mean, she's been a dominant pro both uh, domestically and abroad since her graduation from mm-hmm. Washington State. But a Billings senior product, anybody that uh, watched those Billings senior teams, I mean, those were they were a powerhouse, man. I mean, Jace Anderson, who was a great basketball player here at University of Montana, she was kind of a key cog, but they had a gal, Kiana Starner, who was – Lights out. I mean, th- those teams they could have competed in in uh, like the Frontier Conference when they were in high school. I mean, they yeah. were they were so 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 good and um, really really fun to watch, really fun to cover. But uh, Taylor Mims, uh, well deserved honor as one of the top athletes in Washington State history. Outstanding, uh, Coulter. It is uh, hour one in the books. Hour two straight ahead. By the way, this are prep extra segments brought to us by the Farmers State Bank online farmersebank.com. Again, get in the sweepstakes. Download the. My money app and uh, move some money with Zell to get some sweepstakes end of the month. Five grand to uh, the winner there from Farmer State Bank. Up next, it's our ESPN roundtable. Mike Dugar covers the Seahawks for the Athletic. Where are the Seattle Seahawks at in this offseason? What are their chances of landing Jamal Adams? And how big would that be to return to dominance? What was the Legion of Boom? We'll talk all of that and more. Mike Dugar next. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 